Hey everybody. Welcome to Gambling for Shoes. I'm just getting my things together on my desk. You hear me rustling around with all of my important things. Uh, this is a this is a show that has absolutely zero production value. Because why? Do you need it? Do you really need it? Do you really need to be like pew 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 pew? And now gambling for shoes with Jack Snodgrass. What does that do for you? Does it is that really going to put you at ease? I guess it makes you it lets you know that you're dealing with someone professional. But I have equipment. This is on a podcast network, Sports Drink. Thanks, guys. They sent me equipment. They know that I'm doing this. I'm supposed to be doing more ad reads. <laughs> but I, I I don't sometimes. This I believe it or not, a podcast is an easy thing to neglect. Last year. After I would win my bets, which by the way, guys, welcome to Gambling for Shoes. We're one and fucking oh. We ordered the Pharrell shoe things and they're coming. All right, we won. The, the, the experiment is working. I had foot fungus, had to get rid of shoes. I like to gamble. And instead of just gambling like an asshole and buying shoes like an asshole, I'm trying to have discipline in both. One gambling win gives me one new pair of shoes. And in 2022, we just got one new pair of shoes. Let's go. All right, enough of the rah-rah shit. Uh, Yeah, last year after I won, I would play piano to open the show. But the thing is, is I don't really play piano. Like, I I played... I can put a couple notes together, but I actually have no idea how to play at all. I have no no fundamental understanding of music. Never played anything ever. There's just a keyboard that's staring at me right now. And it's like, why have you neglected me so? It's a nice keyboard. It's very nice. Way too nice for my little monkey fingers, you know. But uh, I do, I'm do. i playing more. But I would play it as, I would call it the victory piano. And I would just get on there and learn a couple things. Uh, or show a couple things I've learned. But then I was like, well, I need a new song for every episode. When I win. Because I win all the time. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, it's a, and eventually you're just like, well, fuck it. I, you know, I don't feel like learning a new piano song. That, that takes work. And then put on a podcast. That's a lot of work. And I, I had this thing called, uh, what was it called? The, uh, something about the soothing drum. I don't know. It was like a little, a little tin drum that you play. It's insane. I would play that on the episodes I lost. Maybe I'll bring that back. But we, we just moved, so I don't know where any of my shit is. But, uh, yeah, no music. So, guys, welcome. I do care about this podcast, even though it seems like I certainly do not. I do. It does matter a little bit, but uh, I'm just not going to stress out over it. So, welcome, welcome. We're just laid back. You're you're chilling. I'm chilling. We're friends. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. We are one and oh. Going to keep that momentum up, and we do have new shoes. We have new picks. We, it's me. It's literally me. I say we. What am I, I'm pretending to be a fucking radio jockey. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Clarksville, Indiana. How's it going? God is good. <laughs> uh, anyway. I, I Also, picking shoes is hard. I, like, to have to pick a shoe a week. This, this is the ultimate first world problem. Like my podcast won money, and now you have to go buy shoes. But like, think about it. If you have to go spend money on shoes, it's not, guys. I'm just, I'm just saying what I'm doing is so hard.
<laughs> and I wish I had an audience here to clap for me. I do stand-up comedy too. If you're listening for the first time, there's just, there's just a lot going on. I do stand-up comedy. That's pr- my my need for attention is what all this is rooted in. But anyway, yeah, man, finding new shoes it's tough. Especially because like the shoes I end up liking, they're like on like. So first of all, I'm not a shoe a shoe guy. Like I'm 34. There's a lot of like dudes who are like in their 40s who like wear Jordans. And I'm like, bro, quit. Just stop. It just stop. It doesn't. Ha- you don't have. It don't have to do this. You know. Like eventually, you you can't try to be cool. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> where is this going? But I but yeah, I feel like I, I, for me, I'm not a sneaker head or whatever whatever that culture is. I'm not in that at all. You know, sneaker heads are like they say phrases like, "Oh yeah, that's the homie." I had a grown man look me in the eye the other day. We were talking about a person. He's like 50, and he was like, "Oh, he's like, oh her." She's like, "Yeah, that's the homie." Like, dude, don't you don't you ever look me in the eye and say that again? You have gray hair everywhere. You have crow's feet. You probably went to the doctor this week. Never say that again. Oh, that's the homie. It just sounds like I'm being mean. I'm just letting you know. I, I'm just here to let you know whenever someone steps over the line. And that was an old dude trying to be cool. And I'm not I don't want to do that. I'm 34. I'm trying to get honest shoes. Like last week I talked about one time I ordered Vans. I won. I got some Vans. They came in. I put them on. I was like, I'm a fucking liar. (laughs) I have two lies tied to my feet right now. So it's hard to buy shoes online. Feel bad for me, you guys. And now there's a thing where you get used shoes? Are you fucking kidding me? Who what what kind of maniac is out there buying used shoes? Like that that's a sneakerhead thing. It's like yeah, they, they just like trade them. Like these shoes are like assets. Somehow they appreciate in value. The more people wear them, then over time it's still these $200 shoes can be worth $600 or something. That's insane to me. More people wearing the shoe makes No. Stop it. That's not that's not. Look there's nothing wrong with liking new shit, you guys. I know, I know, uh, thrifting is cool, and I know that like there's rich people in their twenties who like to thrift to be like more socially uh, with with it or something like that. But you're you're just lying. <laughs> I'm attacking people this morning. It's ten thirty. <laughs> Who's up? Not, set him up. I'll knock him down. I've had coffee and weed. <laughs> yeah, man. You get, there's nothing wrong with buying new shoes, you guys, and having nice things. There's a limit. You don't want to have. You don't want to get to a point where you have like three helicopters. You know there is. There it is. It, it is. There's some moderation that needs to be adhered to. But yeah. So that's the thing. These like a lot of the shoes I like, they're on like these used shoe markets. I'm like, what the? F- How is this my only option? Shouldn't the cool shoes be available on all websites, not just this? I don't know. I just reject. I reject shoe culture, all of it. I I know some it, people they like it and they go to conventions at Foot Lockers or whatever. But I I reject your entire existence. What else should we talk about, you guys? 
<laughs> I get on this, I'm like, what am I going to talk about? And then uh, I basically just project. But for, I think this is what you want to hear. You want to hear me be um, slightly maniacal in the morning. This is Wednesday morning. Usually I record on Thursdays. I got to do Wednesday because I got a show this week and going to Cleveland with Josh Wolf. Hey, yo. Hilarity is going to be sick. Moving on. Um, yeah. So I've, I've moved. I've moved to Chicago. I, I talked about it briefly last week. But moving is... Uh, Moving sucks, dude. We've moved so much, me and my wife. We've been together for about ten years. We've moved. We've moved like five times. But uh, it's all it's all in the name of stand-up comedy. So, guys, this is this is the real reason why I started the podcast. I think it's to process my choices along the game of stand-up comedy. <laughs> you know, to, to convince myself or talk myself into I, I've done the right thing. Um. Yeah, so the, a lot of this podcast will be about about stand-up. There, I will talk about gambling. I will talk about, you know, shoes. Because I'm a fucking sneakerhead, bro. Uh, and I will. And I do love the NFL, and I, we will talk about that. Look, this episode has like 10 more minutes, you know. But uh, I, I eventually I will have guests. That's that's a running bit. I, I've, I've said like 15 episodes in a row that we're going to have a guest, and here we are, guestless again. But I will do it. I've, I've moved. Give me a break. Um, but yeah, I moved to Chicago from Cincinnati, which, uh, and before Cincinnati was Greenville, South Carolina. So I moved all over. Um, and a lot of that is because, uh, so I used to play professional baseball and there's a lot of parallels between the journey of professional baseball and stand up uh, comedy. And I, I played, I got all the way up to AAA with a couple of people, but, um, never in the big leagues. For a lot of reasons, but the biggest one was that I wasn't good enough, and I, I'm okay with saying that. Like, you know, I had my limitations. I was kind of wrong place, wrong time. But um, typically, if you don't play in the big leagues, it's it's probably your fault. I know that sounds like harsh or something like that, but like those guys make it for a reason. You know, you have to be you have to be undeniably talented to crack that crack through on that. And that's, that's what stand-up comedy is as well. I, as far as I'm concerned is you have to be undeniably funny, um, for a long time. Um, but every night too, <laughs> you know, um, and that takes a really long time to, to learn how to do, but I, there's things in baseball that I kind of wished I did that I can apply in comedy. Like I wish I had better fundamentals in baseball. Uh, and in comedy, you can really work on that. Fundamentals being like your joke writing, your stage presence, um, your ability to like control the room, uh, your pacing, your cadence, um, tagging your jokes, all this shit. Like all these, all these like basic elements that um, go into because stand up comedy it's like limitless. That's what's so cool about it. Like you, you know, there's there's an infinite ways, an infinite amount of way to make someone laugh. So that can be overwhelming at times, but also it's kind of empowering because it's like, oh, dude, like there's basically no rules. But uh, you, you have to understand the fundamentals. And I've been doing comedy for four years now, and um, I'm having a lot of fun. And it's starting to reciprocate a little bit, like in terms of just like stage time and opportunity and money and stuff like that. Like it's, it's actually 
it's been pretty good. I feel like I, I don't feel any bitterness about uh, being booked or whatever like that. But a lot of that is because in baseball, I focused a lot on what I didn't have, you know. Um, and in comedy, I'm trying to fake focus on what I do have and like the task at hand. And to me, that I just want to get better and have fun. It's a much purer thing than baseball ever was. Baseball was just like this. Uh, it was like a rat race. I didn't like it. And comedy can feel like that and probably does for a lot of people. But for me, like I found it when I was 30 after searching for a lot of different shit. And I've kind of latched on to it and have a totally codependent and unhealthy relationship with it. But, <laughs> but it is like my mistress. 100, I am a married man, but comedy is my mistress. And uh, I don't know. Because I, I cheat on everything in my life for comedy. All relationships in my life get cheated on with comedy. Um, it sounds really sad, but I promise you it's a, it's good. <laughs> okay, you guys? <laughs> it's good. But, um, yeah, so I, I moved. In, in Cincinnati, the scene was great. Everything was very good. Like, I, I wasn't exactly sure what my plan was to be there. Um, I just knew I wanted to spend a couple years there because I, they have a very, they have like an oddly strong scene. We had a very strongly, oddly strong scene. And during COVID, it was like the best place in the world to be because it never really shut down like the other bigger markets did. So we got to do a lot of comedy, which is what I need and what you need if, you, if you're if you just starting comedy. But um, yeah, so we were there. It was great. I got to do a lot of work in clubs and all that stuff. And I think some part of me asked myself, is this, is this, can I be doing better? Not that Cincinnati was bad or anything like that, but in my circumstances with uh, being married, we both have straight jobs. We don't have kids. We have a dog. Like, can I be doing a little bit better than, than present? Like, cause I was only getting on stage like five or six times a week. So like, okay, where can I go? And I checked out a few places like Austin, uh, LA, Denver, never really went to New York because I just, I, I was afraid of being like seduced by it and like getting there because that, that is like the place for comedy. Um, but I was afraid of being like seduced into thinking I needed to be there um, even though I couldn't take my job and probably maybe not even take my wife and New York would take all of my money. You know what I'm saying? So Chicago ended up being like the best option because it has you know, a, a comparable amount of stage time to New York. It just doesn't have like the same amount of industry, I guess. But that, that's not totally true because there's, you know, people around here have done like late night sets and shit. So, yeah, I feel like I've just been rambling. But I'm, I like I said, this is a this is a stand up comedy processing chunk of the of the thing. But uh, so yeah, in Chicago, I'm basically. Even though in Cincinnati, so like I was getting up five or six times a week. Um, I had a headliner who was taking me on the road a little bit. And I was getting some like work in clubs. And then I had my own show that I was running. Like I was making some months about $1,500. Um, I'm not trying to flex. Maybe that's a laughably nothing amount of money to some people. Uh, but that's not, I mean, considering... When I first started, how far away I was from making money and then to getting that first $20 bill for my first show to making $1,500 in a month. I was like, dude, this, it may not be life-changing money, but it is nice. <laughs> and I now live in Chicago and my stand-up, I make no money. I just moved here. 
but like you know whatever whatever stream of income I had in Cincinnati is now gone for the most part. Now I'm doing a club show this weekend, but um, you know those are going to be kind of few and far between for a while. But I moved here and I am basically having to start over socially, but um, and comedically and all that stuff. But that's kind of the whole point is to get kind of shaken up. Like I'm a big uh, maybe I'm moving to run away from problems or something like that. But to me, I like the move. The move makes you stronger, bro. Yeah, it's in, yeah. You need it. It's like a challenge. It's, you're inventing a challenge. You're inventing a problem. Maybe uh, so. Maybe it all comes from some kind of privilege. But I'm like, no, dude. It keeps it keeps life simple. It keeps us like lightweight. You know, we don't have a bunch of shit, and we kind of go where wherever. And I I definitely crave some stability. Um, for sure, we both do her more than I than I do, but. Uh, I think Chicago is going to work out. So I'm, I'm here to basically to like re to it's almost like I feel like I'm going to college or something, even though I'm 34 and a fucking sneakerhead, bro. Uh, <laughs> sometimes this podcast is funny and then sometimes I'll get on my comedy soapbox and feel self-important for seven or eight straight minutes. Uh, this is why we need guests because I need someone to be like, Hey dude, <laughs> But I think I, I think that some people, because I know I was, I was fascinated by the idea of stand-up comedy before I ever did it. So I think some people want to know what it's like, you know, see my lifestyle. Right now, this is my lifestyle. I'm in a room with a fucking piano staring at me and judging me. I'm in a desk that got banged the fuck up in the move. It looks like it was in a hailstorm. I got trash bags full of clothes. There's books. I have uh, shoes, coffee mugs kettlebells a rug in here that I do not like so if you're like if you're cozied up at home you're like everything is in order my life is in peace I don't foresee any major changes good for you good for you but I get uh, I get antsy we're now we're gonna make Chicago our home but right now we're living in a fucking shanty town um <laughs> it's actually great Chicago's very cool. Still haven't been mugged or carjacked. I know everyone talks about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I did see, I did see a crazy, it, it, it is, it's, it's crazy. Like, I already have a, when I'm here, I already have some material about, like, Chicago or whatever. You know, because I'm a big steady comic now. <laughs> but it is crazy how quickly I got a joke about the train. Because that's, like, a trope that the big steady comics like me. We we instantly start talking about trains and fucking things that go on in the city. But I, I was on the train the other day, big city comic, and uh, there was a crazy guy, <laughs> lo and behold, and uh, he had a suitcase full of like just socks, and they were all hanging out there. And he was like, six of my seven sacraments, six of my seven sacraments were baptized in the river of Babylon. Ha 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 ha! And I was like, dude, if you just if you want your own seat on the train, just say so. You don't have to do all this extra shit. You know? <laughs> we'll let you have it. <laughs> hey. Anyway, let's talk football. Let's talk some shoes and football. Is there anything else that needs to be... We're at 19 minutes and 43 seconds. Thank you so much for hanging in there. I told I, someone... Said they liked the podcast, and I was like, great, that's good. I was like, sometimes it really feels like I'm just leaving a voicemail to myself or something. You know, 
my grandkids are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, God, I can't believe mental illness, Ill, I can't believe mental illness runs in the family. All right. So the shoes. So we won last week. I mean, honestly, I think everyone should gamble. And that's not even a bit. I you you should you should be gambling right now. It's good, man. It's about accountability. You know, you make a decision, you make a projection, you know, you're making estimations. You got to predict the fucking future, man. How are you smart or not? I like that that this is the basis of intellect for me. Can you predict NFL football? I can. Anyway, uh the shoes this week. Back to the Adidas hole. Uh I don't going back to back brand on brands, I feel like has been a curse for this podcast. It's hard to find shoes, you guys. Uh feel for me. My life is hard. Uh <laughs> These are the Samba OG shoes. OG, bro, because I'm a sneakerhead, dude. I'm 34. I'm cool as fuck, bro. Wait till I get these Jordans when I'm 60. Samba OG. They're gray, white, and bliss orange. And they're in my size. Um, They look cool. They look like I could really kick a soccer ball far in these. Uh, I hope I don't put them on and be like, fuck. This is not me. I don't play hacky sack, dude. But um, I want them. Okay, so anyway, let's talk football portion of the show. I mean, and there's just I should I should call this podcast Whiplash because it's like, hey, fungus, hey, Chicago, hey, comedy, hey, shoes, and now, hey, football. <laughs> but what can I say? This is my life. I'm not. Like I said, I'm not trying to do a two-hour episode of me. This is this is already tough enough to defend. <laughs> okay, so let's 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 keep it short. So last week, let's talk about the Bengals real quick. I'm a Bengals fan due to my time in Cincinnati. I, they went to the Super Bowl last year, which was magical. Everyone has huge expectations for this year, and I do, but kind of did. The Bengals head coach. Is a fucking not smart guy. Now this is how proof proof I'm getting older. I'm bitching about the coaching staff, but he fucking cost him the Super Bowl a couple times. And you know I watched dude that that game on last week was a nightmare. I mean so many blunders. It was like the Bengals weren't ready to play, dude. It's like it was like why it's like the whistle blew and the Steelers were like, all right, we're gonna try as hard as we can, and the Bengals were like, yeah, you know. I guess we'll play. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't like the coach. I think that they're going to have a really hard time winning the division again with him, let alone going back to the fucking Super Bowl. But I, I, I'm a little pessimistic, uh, just in general, hence, hence my stand-up comedy thing. But anyway, the, in good news, we bet on the, we bet on the Ravens. We bet on the, the Raiders in a little, little teaser bet, and uh, we won. Which is cool. And guess what we're doing this week? We're doing a teaser. That's right. I'm a man. I'm a man. Uh, <laughs> eventually, I, so I think betting strategy, I have. I wish there was like a course on this. Because it, to me, it's just basically I'm paying money to learn lessons. Because um, when you first start betting, you just want to bet on everything. You want to bet these huge parlays that pay out like 10 to 1 and all that stuff. 
And that's cool, but I'm kind of like, here's my philosophy. You, There's only a couple games every week worth betting on, okay? You have to find them where there's an advantage, where the market, because it's all, it's like economics or something. There's the market goes up and down. Sometimes these, these point spreads get inflated or deflated and you kind of have to know the league well enough to know when that value shift uh, can be taken advantage of. Who knew that sports gambling could sound so uh, uh, pseudo-intellectual? But uh, when I focus on like four things in my life, and I take this seriously because uh, there's nothing more satisfying than winning a bet and telling God, I fucking told you! <laughs> <laughs> Some of that is an exaggeration. This week, we're betting on the Jacksonville Jaguars at home against the Indianapolis Colts, who I do not believe in. Jaguars beat them last year, like I think week 17, and I kept the Colts out of the playoffs or something like that. Jaguars have a pretty good defensive line, so Jonathan Taylor may be held in check, forcing Matt Ryan, and I don't know, I don't know. That's my logic. I just think that I like the Jaguars at home here. thought they played pretty good last week. And I, I think uh, taking four points, adding six, making it plus 10, which means that they lose by 11 or more for me to lose this, then I, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Jaguars being a three-score underdog at home against a divisional opponent. I'm cool with that. And so we're going to combine that with the current darling of the NFL, the Minnesota Vikings. They are playing on Monday Night Football. Carrie Underwood, right? She sings the things. Um, girls, am I right, guys? Uh, <laughs> they're playing uh, in Philadelphia, who had a really hard time with the Bing- or with the uh, Lions last week. Vikings getting two and a half here on the road. Take it up to eight and a half. I like it. I like them to win the game, to be honest. Uh I know that Kirk Cousins kind of has a dubious reputation in bigger nationally televised games, but uh, I kind of like the Vikings this year. I think they're uh, they're going to be fine. So uh, we got Vikings plus eight and a half. Jaguars plus 10. I think that's the math I did. All right, that's what we're going to do for some Samba shoes. Uh, yeah, eventually in Chicago, this is, I'm gonna have, this podcast is going to be called Gambling for Coats. Or gambling for a my electric bill, uh, or gambling for firewood, or honestly gambling for uh, ammunition, guns, knives, gambling for machetes, machetes, machetes. Oh my god, uh, it's actually not that violent here so far. I maybe just jinxed it. Uh, I will let you. I, if I get mugged, I'll live stream it. How about that? Okay, I think uh, I've said enough words. Thank you so much for uh, hanging in there. Uh, this is it. Goodbye.